for 12 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. All right. Great big Arizona good morning to you all. No, it's all y'all. All y'all. I'm always a little bit more fired up after a road trip. You live for road trips. I do. I live for road trips. And, you know, speaking of road trip, Jennifer and I finished one to Tucson this week. But before we talk about that, I want to just give a little tip of the hat and a little recognition to the employees of Southern Arizona at ADOT. They went along the last week of August, Interstate 10, on an 11-mile stretch, and they picked up 11,000 pounds of litter. You know what? That's 1,000 pounds per mile. I thought we just had really considerate drivers, but that's not the case, huh? Well... We have really hard workers who pick it up. It's... This is incredible. I mean, they they put 42 employees together to try and pick up an area that's just kind of notorious for being filthy. And this, when I saw this notice, I just thought, you know what? It's such a beautiful state in any place. We just finished a drive all the way across America, and there's nothing worse than observing a great creation of this world and then seeing fast food bags littered uh, along the side of the curb. It just may be time to start talking about it again. Remember the Indian with the tear when we were growing up in high school? And, you know, it made you feel real guilty for ruining the land. Well, I thought we'd gotten really good about not trashing, but maybe we need to teach the next generation. Well, when I saw this notice, I remembered us interviewing someone from ADOT several years ago about a litter hotline. And I've lost track of that, if it's Mm. still open or not. But you can actually go to litter.az.gov. And if you see someone littering from their automobile, all they need is a license plate number, the location, the time, and the type of litter. ADOT will then address a letter to who's ever registered to that license plate. And if it's observed by a law enforcement agent, there's actually a potential of a $500 fine. So I would ask you all to put 877-3-LITTER into your speed dial. And if you see people throwing trash out the window and littering our beautiful state of Arizona that we're here to protect and enjoy, they need the license plate number, the location, the time, and the type of litter. Does that count for like the bed springs we find out when find when we're out riding? Well, this this is it when you witness someone doing it. But what if you witness somebody out there? Does it have to be on the highway or it can be anywhere? I, I believe it can be anywhere. Okay. But they, I, I have asked Arizona Game and Fish this question before. If I walk into a camp and there someone's breaking camp and leaving a ton of trash, can I say something? And they, the every. One of the people from Fish and Game and the National Forest say, no, take a license plate number and walk away. Just don't confront. We'll, we'll take care of it from our part. So it's not 
an object of confrontation. It's just let's register it. So Arizona hot uh, line for litter. Litter.az.gov. 11,000 pounds of litter picked up. Well, that really made our drive really extra beautiful because everything's so green right now. Driving into Tucson, oh my gosh. How many times between Ahwatukee and Marana did you say, look at the water out there? Standing water. I know it's so exciting to us desert dwellers to see water. It was <laughs> Gary. It was almost like driving over the Chafalaya b- b- uh, Basin. I mean, there were it, the the southeast corner of Queen Creek and I ten was a marsh. Wow, <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. And and then we were going into Tucson for an event, Arizona Reader's Choice uh, Awards, and we stayed at the JW. Um, Tucson Star Pass Resort. Yeah. And what a nice setting. What an awe inspiring drive in. Every, you know, it's just full of saguaros. Every five feet there's a saguaro, and they were fat and happy. I learned plump, something plump, new. Plump. I learned something new about a saguaro cactus this trip. What's that? You know their scientific name? Okay, got me on that. Carnegia Gigantia, named for Andrew Carnegie who funded oh. a research lab in Tucson. Wow. How about so, that? So we got Carnegie, Frank Lloyd Wright, all part of Arizona history. That's right. The big guys there. Carnegie Gigantia. So Carnegia. I learned that actually just walking the nature trail there at the at the Star Pass Resort. When so, I take my crossword puzzle in the morning, I'm writing that down. I'd be willing uh, to bet that's a clue. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, right. We're good. We've got Diamondback tickets to give away a little bit later in today's show, so you're going to want to pay attention. Uh, the Arizona Daily Star newspaper in Tucson uh, gives out Reader's Choice Awards, and Rosie on the House was the winner again for the best homeowner resource. And I was just tickled to death by how many Rosie on the House Pima County partners were recognized as the best of the best in the Reader's Choice. It was, it was a fun evening. It was jam-packed. I mean, we had Omni Pools walk away with like four or five categories. We had West Coast Roofing recognized. Uh, uh, temperature Control. Temperature Control. And Joelle. Joelle. With, Joelle Kahn. Joelle. Joelle, yeah. So just really a lot of fun. So thank you uh, again. Southern Arizona listeners, KGVY, appreciate y'all using the network uh, that we've put together. We're going to try hard to continue to build it out. One of the things we do in uh, continuing to try and win your heart uh, is we publish an article every week. And this week, we're talking about creating a backyard habitat. This is a fun topic. What what do you do uh, to encourage wildlife? into your yard. Now, next week, we're going to have Fish and Game here talking about what you do <laughs> to yeah. keep wildlife out of your garden. Well, you want to be selective <laughs> in which wildlife you invite in. You don't want bears or cougars or bobcats. We're talking about deer, the- elk in your orchard, yeah. garden, rabbits, javelina. Uh, interesting enough, when I was interviewing uh, Fish and Game today, they said just recently, a, a, a woman walking her puppy in Fountain Hills was attacked by Havelina to the point she was actually hospitalized. So we'll talk more about that this week. Let's talk about birds uh, 
And we'll talk about some other wildlife that maybe you're not interested in attracting, but how can we treat them? How many of you are not sitting on your back patio right now because the mosquitoes are so bad? <laughs> we're, we're That's be, a third segment, yeah. Uh, after you, 10.30, hang tight. We've got really great information on that. Woo. Man, they're, it's like they're everywhere. So let's talk about today's article about creating a backyard that welcomes wildlife. And when it comes to wildlife, one of the first things we think about very often that we'd like is uh, the birds. And the thing about creating an environment for birds is they don't only need high, safe places to roost, but they also need low places to feed and roost. If you study the desert, you'll see the Palo Verdes, the mesquites, all draped down low, perfect little hiding areas. They love the uh, desert fig. They love the manzanita. They love the cat claw. It's all low-based coverage. A lot of people in their landscaping schemes eliminate that low coverage uh, because of the amount of time it takes to manicure it and rake it and collect it. But you know what? That's a part of what wildlife needs is a little bit of that wild touch to it. So we talk about creating the environment both down low as well as up high. You don't have to do your whole yard that way. I mean, maybe you have a big lot and you don't want it, a lot of maintenance, but you could create an area. I know we have on our south side is a little wilder than the rest. And if I'm sitting at my desk and looking out the window, um, see the quail scurry across and... And yeah. if, you're, if your lot is adjacent to any common area or wild area, allow that area to be a little bit to the wild side, encouraging a little bit extra footprint for wildlife to travel. Our dogs were going nuts not too long ago in the backyard at night. I went out there thinking maybe somebody was walking a night walk through the alley or something. And much to my surprise, in the flashlight, I saw the eyes of about five javelina right there in the city of Scottsdale walking through our backwash. So it's, it's critical. How about Jennifer and I were having breakfast at the Star Pass Resort overlooking the wash that the, that the resort is built over. How many yellow butterflies did we see traveling through the desert that morning? Just hundreds. It was hundreds, yellow butterflies everywhere. Oh, and how about the yard we stopped in on, uh, at the end of our trip? Yeah, we, one of our uh, listeners had called in, and Rosie let him know we'd be down, and we'd stop by uh, Bruce, and he gave us a nice tour of his yard and what he's got going on. He had a specific tree, a uh, uh, question about a tree that was kind of tearing up some foundation, so that was in the backyard. Rosie was taking a look at that, and he said, hey, Rosie, just look at the rest of this, would you? <laughs> so he's got a, an older home built in, what did he say, 56? Well, something created in 1956 doesn't necessarily need to be called old. <laughs> a, it was a brick home, as I recall, right? Yes, yeah. all brick, yeah. 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 Just one of those classic Tusan um, mid-century was. modern home. Just really cool little home. Yeah. Cool Great neighborhood. neighborhood. Poet's Corner neighborhood. Yes. Well, the, and the trees are getting so mature, and some of them kind of aged out like the citrus. So he's wanting to uh, recreate his backyard. However, he is a Huge bird lover. How many bird feeders did he have? He in had the back? four. So he had a specific. Fence. Yeah, each one was for a different ones. So he had a hummingbird feeder. You can understand that. And then he had um, a, a 
finch feeder. Yeah. But he had a, something we'd never seen before. It was a weighted cardinal feeder. Yes. So it was a specific uh, weight, so that spring, so that when the cardinal sit on it, it would open, open the door. and they could reach it. And he just hadn't been able to, treat, to uh, train his cardinals yet, so he was working on that. And then he dropped loose seed on the ground for his doves because he had all of his hanging bird feeders dove protected. Mm-hmm. So they didn't uh, take over, yeah. So he had a backyard and he had fountains and water supplies. Mm-hmm. So just a great example of what our article talks about today, creating that backyard habitat. Here on this Welcome back to Rosie on the House. We are talking about wildlife and attracting it to your yard. Our blog this week is Creating a Backyard Habitat. And I just wanted to mention, um, if you get our newsletter, you've got you've received this newsletter and you've already read this article, maybe. But you can always find it at Rosie on the House under our homeowner resources and our blog. But I really, really like this one because um, we have so many hyperlinks in here where you can really build out your information base if you're interested in doing this. We have links to um, the Audubon Society of Arizona, uh, AMWA, uh, which is the water, use it wisely That's people. That's right. Um, Arizona Native Plant Society, which, you know, if you want critters, you really want native plants. We did have a caller call in and say he's got cat claw, and they are so easy to grow <laughs> and to plant and get started. However, on the other end of that, if you're trying to get rid of one, it's really hard. That's, but, one, of, that's one of quail's favorite food groups. Well, and it quail grows quickly. Loves cat claw. So if you're wanting quail in your yard, that's an excellent choice. Um, here's one that's interesting. The Tucson Herpetological Society. And, um, you know, it makes me think of lizards. And I love lizards. What other little critter can you welcome into your yard? They don't leave a mess. They don't tear up anything. And they get rid of bugs. And they are cute as heck. I just, I love, not the big ones, just the little, the little guys that do the push-ups. <laughs> My exception. I, I will stop and just sit for hours if I find a chuckwalla. Okay. I yeah. love those things. That's uh, right. my favorite reptile in Arizona. Of I course, do, yeah, yeah. you can't attract them in the backyard. It's no. almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. But aren't they cool, though, the, yeah. the lizards? And if you don't like scorpions, lizards are one of your best friends. If, mm-hmm. if in walking around your yard you find an abundance of crickets, crickets are a scorpion's favorite food group. So if something in your yard is promoting cricket reproduction— you probably have scorpions. Just be aware of that. Yes, so that means that everybody should have a lizard as their best friend. That's so, right. Yeah, little gecko guys are the best. And I'll tell you something else I learned is in this moist, moist weather, don't leave dog food out on the back patio. Uh, as the dogs are there eating in the bowl, and then may a, a, a kernel or two may drop out, and you pick the bowls up and pick them up in the moisture. Uh, I've... The crickets love that moist dog food. So that's one one more practice I've adopted on the back patio is I make sure nothing is left out there. I don't leave the bowls, and I don't leave any crumbs. That's good because the gackles love that food too. Yes, yes, they do. And they are yes, kind of obnoxious. Do. Do a couple more links on <laughs> those, this article. Those, those aren't the variety you're looking to no, attract. No, I'm not a fan. You're not a gackle no. fan. Especially we... for the insurance, maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um Arizona Fishing Game is another great resource. 
Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. And then there's one other link in here I just, I really like. It's um, a link to all the different places you can go and view these kind of gardens. You know, City of Scottsdale has oh, yeah. one. The um, demo and, gardens. Yeah, and then just some of the botanical gardens, um, like Boyce Thompson or whatever, that you can go in and kind of see things and kind of get an idea before you plant. Now, for those of you that are attracting wildlife to your back patio, you'd like to spend time out there. And it's been tough this monsoon season because we've had such an explosion of mosquitoes. So we're going to run a little contest here at Rosie on the House, and we'd like you to text to 411-923. If you've tried one of these lights or ultrasonic sound or zappers or the misting, or I've, I've, I've I've had so many centronellic candles burning on my back patio at one time, the fire department stopped to put the fire out. I haven't found them to help very much. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. One well, of those little zapper things get but, high ratings, and I we tried a zapper thing, and it doesn't seem to. If you've got something that's on your back patio that's eliminating the mosquito nuisance, we'd like to hear about it. Text 411923. If you submit an idea, we will put you into a drawing to win Diamondback tickets at the suite you'll be joining jennifer and i and several of the rosie on the house partners and a couple other listeners and you'll be joining us in a suite for the game september 20th okay against the braves evening an evening game 640 on a monday night yep so anything you've tried on your back patio that allows you to enjoy the outdoors right now in this mosquito season and it was we're going to have an interview next hour just how prominent the bug and mosquito problem is in arizona you think you're moving to a desert environment and they don't exist and we're going to give you some great tips on protecting your yard and your space but also your body as well just so you can get out and because um ktr had a a blog feed this week about um, the rise of the Nile virus west Nile virus we even had a death this this uh recently so want to be sure that we avoid getting bitten as much as possible. I think in listening to this next segment, you're going to be surprised how little standing water it takes for a mosquito to drop 100 eggs. You're going to be surprised. I said, I always love a road trip. Ran the little Ford Raptor down to Tucson this week. Folks, if you're looking for a new vehicle or a great certified used vehicle, you know what Labor Day means. It means Sanderson's Labor Day sales event going on through September 6th. I'm talking about 2021 Ford F. 150s with 0% interest for 72 months. Free money for six years to put yourself in a brand new 2021 Ford F-150 or an Escape or an Edge or an Explorer. How about an Expedition? Yeah. I, You know, you do that to me every time, but it is the most amazing car. 
I, it has every I like configuration. It. I can lay the entire back down and load it all full of stuff for camping or grandkids or ministry, whatever. It's always full of stuff. I had people walk by yesterday and go, wow, look at that space in there. And then I can put all the seats up. And what is it? Seat eight. I'm surprised it's they amazing. didn't jump in and go, can you give me a ride? Well, <laughs> and I have had that car since what, 07? Uh, well, versions of it. I think yeah. that one. Oh, I think that, this one's that a 14. One's a 15 this is a 14. Or 16. Anyway, not a trouble with it. Love it. Love it, love it. She likes the expedition a lot more than that uh, 15-passenger van she drove for, <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> I just love it. I can do anything. You know. And it's got a little step, so when I pick up mom, she can just hop on that little step and get in. It's four-wheel drive. It hauls my horses. Oh, my gosh. It's the best vehicle ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you talk about that vehicle more than any other vehicle I've ever put you in. That's for sure. So that's Jennifer's expedition. Uh how about take a look at the new Bronco Sport or the Ranger or the Maverick or the Mach-E? All headline-winning, headline-owning, headline-grabbing vehicles being produced by Ford Motor Company right now. And they're all available at America's number one award-winning dealership that's located right here in our community. They support our community, and they're like shopping with family. And that's, of course... Sanderson Ford Labor Day sales event going through September 6th. Now, just remember, Sanderson is always closed on Sunday. So I'm trying to, to, to muscle up these bugs here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're waiting for our buzzes. God. I think they're scared. Yeah, they yeah. oh, I think they're scared we're going to kill them. We're talk, <laughs> talking bugs right now. And I'd like to repeat my invitation. Um, we're getting some we, good feedback here. We, we have this ability even even um today you can text us your answer we're trying to find what works on your back patio in this heavy moisture laden time of year where you can sit outside and not be eaten by the mosquitoes and we've got a segment here that we've invited Blue Sky Pest Control in to talk about things you can do to control the insects in, about, and around your house. But right now, we're looking for your ideas. Any, any little contraption that you get from Bass Pro Shop or Sportsman's Warehouse or wherever it is, Cabela's, uh, something that works to eliminate mosquitoes in your immediate environment. We'd like to know about it, and we'll take everyone that sends us a text to 411923, put your name in a hat, and two of you will win tickets to join us at a Diamondbacks game in the suite. September 20th, 640 on a Monday night. There you go. So send us, your, send us your ideas. Let's bring in the boys from Blue Sky right now and talk about pests and avoiding the nasty ones you don't want at your house. Continuing our conversation about outdoor wildlife, we have a little bit of a different spin this segment to talk about it as we've got, you know, maybe we've got our tortoise habitat done. We've got our hummingbird feeders out. We've got plants for pollinators. We've got bird blocks. We're bringing in quail to enjoy, you know, the great natural outdoor beauty right in our backyard. But what about having to swat insects and mosquitoes and man, with the amount of rain we've had, the bugs are out. We've got Nathan and Curtis from Blue Sky Pest Control joining us this segment. How do we kill all those the wildlife we don't want, like insects, mosquitoes, bugs, termites? And I'm sure you guys have just been absolutely busy with the amount of rain. 
It has absolutely been busy, that's for sure, Romy. Well, let's start first with the mosquitoes, because we don't get a lot of those in Arizona. Um, and actually, mosquitoes are pretty prevalent here in Arizona, more so than people realize. Uh, kind of a myth, that like, oh, we're in the desert. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. We have so many man-made water sources that we've created with sprinklers and drip systems. And, and when people leave stuff in their yard um, that can catch water during either your sprinklers going off or a rain event, sources for mosquitoes to to lay eggs. And so how do we combat them? The things that homeowners can do, the first thing they can do is to think about if there's any standing water in their yard that can be a little bit of puddling. And it doesn't even need to be a whole lot of a puddle. Sometimes you may not even recognize it. Toys in the yard or water feature that is not circulating water, that can also be a classic place that a lot of mosquito larvae are going to be in and just go crazy. That's great for preventative. What about once they've already hatched and you've got them uh, in your in your backyard? So we have a mosquito control program that we can go treat uh, under the eaves as well as under certain vegetation areas. Uh, if somebody chooses to do this, if they do have like turtles or tortoises or different things, there's some specific precautions that you take those places where those that wildlife is going to roam free. That is not going to eliminate the mosquitoes, but it can definitely knock down a ton because people have to be mindful that mosquitoes are flying insects. And we have three or four different types of mosquitoes here. Some fly further than others. Others, dirty water to be in. Some people, some of the mosquitoes like clean water. So there's a number of different things. So as you do these treatments, it can knock them down a ton, but it's going to be mosquito control. It can make, it make a huge difference with mosquitoes flying in from your next door neighbor's yard or a park next door or a green belt that's not being treated properly or has standing water, that can structurally create a lot of challenges for a homeowner. Often when we say you got to look for standing water and eliminate it, it's really easy to miss a lot of different examples of that that people don't even realize. I have a tile over my back patio and then we have some drains to drain the water off. Well, in that little drain, it has a you know two-inch little grate on top of it down in the, the pipes. That's enough for hundreds of mosquitoes, larvae, to be in there. Also, the valve boxes for the the sprinkler systems, there's usually a a hole in the top of of the lid. Water can fill up in there after a a large rain event, and all of a sudden there can be thousands of mosquito larvae in there. Or like uh, I had a little receptacle on the side of my house. It was just a little bucket. It had filled with a couple inches of water, and there was hundreds and hundreds of mosquito larvae in there. You know, the source can be different places. And like with flies, for example... If you have animals in your backyard or if you have animal feces, garbage can, you want to make sure it's sanitized to where it's not an, an attractant to flies. So when we look at pest control, Romy, we're not just looking to like apply a product. We're also looking to see what else is going on in the property that we can eliminate to control. And so there's multiple types of control. So like there's sanitation, that's a type of control. And there's habitat and harvest modification. So that's like reducing water. That's a type of control. And like putting a screen door to not put, let them get into the inside of the home. That's a physical control. Enclosing like an Arizona room where you can still enjoy the back porch without having to have, you know, these different flying insects come in. That's a type of physical control. But, you know, most people don't do that here. And the other thing that's helpful too, Romy, is we don't look at all of them the same. There's a lot of insects that are very beneficial. When we talk about targeted treatments, you don't want to kill everything. There are good insects and there are bad insects, just like there's good and bad snakes. And like you even said, like, you know, with poll- you know, pollinators with bees, I mean, bees are super beneficial. One of the challenges with bees is that 
you know, we deal with killer bees here, Africanized bees, basically 99% of the time. And so they're beneficial, but we have to obviously make sure that they're not getting by people where it could potentially cause harm inadvertently. Them flying around pollinating, they're not really that dangerous. As long as you don't bug them, bees aren't going to really mess with you. Where it becomes dangerous, Africanized bee chooses to make their hive or nest somewhere on your property. That's where it can be dangerous. So the hive, they're very protective of that so much more aggressive that's why it's just a much more dangerous bee than other bees and so with mosquitoes mosquitoes are a huge vector of disease you know here in arizona st louis encephalitis and west nile virus is transmitted every year vectored by mosquitoes are a challenge and i'll give a shout out to the maricopa county vector control they do a great job very good and anything else as we wrap up this segment that uh people are seeing i see a lot of ants every time it rains what else do we need to be looking for? Ants are very prevalent this time of year, especially after the rains, because their nests get disturbed and, and washed away. And so then they're, they're, they get really active trying to build their nests. And so you see a lot more activity when they've been disrupted like that. A lot of times they need, they need more food. And so they're sending out more workers than normal. But then also termites, you know, sometimes people think, oh, go termites. We're in Arizona. We're in the desert. It can't be that big of a problem. We're actually one of the top five states in the country for the amount of termite treatments that are done every year because subterranean termites here in Arizona are so prevalent and they can do a lot of damage. And I've read reports of any given acre can have up to 13 colonies and every colony of termites can have at least a million. So species we have here, the experts say that there can be more than 15 colonies per acre here in Arizona in some instances. And if I see them out away from the house... Uh, do I need to worry about them or leave them alone? It actually depends on the species. Okay. We do have a couple different species of termites here. We we offer free inspections for people. Some species that are out, like, mainly mess with, like, trees and, and dead bushes and stuff like that, those you typically won't infest the structure, but it's important to know the difference. Nathan and Curtis from Blue Sky Pest Control joining us this segment. And to get a free inspection, what would be the best way to start? They can just call our office. Blue Sky Pest Control at 480-635-8492. Or you can also visit us at our website, blueskypest.com, and you can go to contact us, fill out a, a web form, and we can have one of our staff members reach out to schedule a time where we can come out to do one of those inspections. That was really some great, helpful information. And um, our texters have some other ideas as well, uh, some kind of common uh, I've heard fans several times use a fan, use circulating air. Uh, one, and that kind of helps, but I like the one guy said, how about one of those like industrial fans that's kind of low to the ground like our big, big ass fan? Well, we love that one. Well, like, like my grandfather, Raymond Sonier in Louisiana, he took a propeller off a of Beechcraft King Air, attached it to an electric <laughs> motor, <laughs> and mounted it on his back patio. <laughs> Well, that way you blow your guest off, too. Uh, I, Gary, we have family videos, Super 8 videos, of my cousins at six and eight and nine months old literally walking in front of that thing and being knocked over. But we weren't getting carried away by mosquitoes. It's like you know, the prop wash of a Beechcraft King Air. It was hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man, Chad. I'll tell you that right now. It blew the mosquitoes right out to the next parish. Well, I do have one more good resource for you. So when we come back, I'll give that to you.
Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we're talking about the reality of mosquitoes in the desert. Who knew that you had to deal with mosquitoes in the desert? But I, I can say I've consciously spent less time on our back patio the last month than I normally do. Yeah, and you know what? They're even inside. You lay down for a nap and they a nap and they <laughs> buzz your head. They're terrible. But we've asked for our listeners to text us with some ideas. We've gotten lots of good text here. Um, common suggestion is fans, you know, and the more forceful the fan, the better. Yes. Um, also, um, a common one that's coming in, I have not tried this product. It's called Thermacell, uh, available at Cabela's. So we'll have to try that. I'm not even sure what it is. So we'll look up that one. Um, citronella candles, kind of an, uh, one that's common, but I don't find it hugely helpful. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll keep, one's called Mosquito Barrier Brand Spray Mix. So, um, and then one lady said her daughter hands out peppermints to everybody that's going to sit outside because apparently eating peppermints will uh, keep them at bay. So we'll have to try that one. Yeah, and okay. someone even planted a peppermint plant. So some ideas there. I saw but something we, called a catchy on a client's back patio, mm-hmm. and they say that works. I, yeah, so we, we bought one something at the Ace Hardware, and it, it wasn't quite what we were hoping for. So we're going to keep trying. We're going to try your ideas and let you guys know what, ha- what works. We'll but field I, test them. Yeah, that's right. I'll put you outside with this. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be the tester. So I want to um, just let everybody know, I've mentioned this website several times in the past, but it's maricopa.gov slash vector. And if you go on there and put mosquitoes in there, you can find out. They have some wonderful articles. I've printed out a couple for us this morning here about um, mosquitoes and that section of the of the website is called fight the bite okay and um you know you can go in there and you can search even you can put in the kind of insect you're trying to get rid of and it'll tell you ways to get rid of it and you know what comes up when you put in mosquitoes for repellents bats well <laughs> no for repellents oh, like oh, like physical repellents oh okay that would work too though yeah avon Avon. Oh, Can that, you believe that? That's been a family secret in Louisiana for years. Well, well, it wasn't a secret, but yeah. I mean, it's been a... Well, they even have products now that they call insect re- repellents, and they have sunscreen in them. So, And, you, and if you don't have an Avon lady, there's still an Avon website, avon.com. So those are, those are great things, too. But one of the suggestions also was to stay inside, and I just don't think that's, nope. that's not an option. Nope. However, <laughs> mosquitoes are most common, you know, at dusk and then, and then when you get up in the morning. So you, know, you could move it your time of day you're outside but man you don't want to miss these arizona days especially with the with this cooler mornings coming in that friday morning we woke up in tucson what was it 76 with a slight desert breeze coming off Mm -hmm. a moist desert i mean it was just delicious (laughs) you know don't don't write home wherever you're from and tell people how nice it is. <laughs> we're, we're getting crowded enough. <laughs> uh, and one last little tip is is you could wear light clothes. There's all kinds of really nice camping clothes now and outdoor light, clothes. Light weight or light color? Light color and light weight. Okay. And everything from socks on up, you know, keep your arms and legs covered. Um, and then just, you know, be careful out there. All right. This is all being driven by our article of the day, creating a backyard habitat for encouraging wildlife to come into your backyard. And primarily we were talking today about birds. But there's a lot of animals you don't want in your backyard. Some of you may not like rabbits in your backyard because you're trying to do a vegetable garden or deer or elk or javelina. We'll be talking about that next week with Arizona Game and Fish Department. 
But in mosquito control, I'd like to talk to him about what could you do in a neighborhood area to encourage bats. One mm. bat will eat a thousand mosquitoes an hour. Well, and you could put little bat houses on your house, can't you? But would you want them? to? I don't know. That's oh. what I don't know. But huh. that's an incredible, natural mosquito destroying machine right there. So put them in a common area like a wash, maybe. I guess. I don't know. I don't I'll be anxious to talk to them about yeah. it. So we love hearing y'all's stories about backyard habitat. We do want to have the Audubon Society on in the very near future talking about how wild bird population in America is suffering right now. We'll try and figure out why. But right now, we're running a contest. If you'd like to go to a Diamondbacks game and join us from Rosie on the House in a suite, uh, we're asking you to text to 911-423 your back patio mosquito solutions. Those of you that we think are submitting credible ideas, we'll put your name in a hat and we will draw for a pair of tickets to join us in that game. One set of two to join us in the suite. September twentieth. Six forty. Six forty against the Braves. Mm -hmm. Against the Braves. So it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. We always enjoy it when we get a chance when uh, our flagship station, uh, KTAR, uh, allows us to participate with their suite luxury suite viewing options it's always a lot of fun and we love having you our best friend the arizona homeowners join us all right stay tuned we got a lot coming up in the 10 o'clock hour and if you've got a question a problem a dilemma or a project we'd like you to know you're welcome to call in 888-825-5225 